lovely. Today we have a very special episode because we have a very special guest on our podcast. He's my favorite person and I admire all his work. Luke Thompson from Luke's English Podcast, ladies and gents. Hello, Luke. Hello. Wow. I'm your favorite person. Yes, you are. I wonder how many people you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyway, that's very nice of you. Hello. Thanks for inviting me onto your podcast. Welcome nice to, to the here. podcast. Uh, did I pronounce your name correctly? Luke. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because normally it's luck or it's look. I've had rook before. I've no idea what that is, rook. But um, no, Luke, yeah, you got it right. Luke, uh, tell us, are you? Uh, do you call yourself a podcaster, a podcast master, an English teacher? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm a master podcaster, although I might jokingly refer to myself as that on my website as a Jedi pod master, I think. But no, I'm just a, I'm a podcaster. I think the order is these days it's podcaster first, then teacher and then uh, stand up comedian. I think it's in that order. So, yes, these days, since I do more podcasting than actual teaching now, I think that comes first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you have any classes at the moment? Yeah, yeah, I teach some classes at the British Council mm-hmm. in Paris in Paris. And so it's it's very weird time though because uh, our school has recently opened up its doors again and so we've got students in classrooms but people are sort of like, you know, having to dis- you know, uh, distance from each other. I'm wearing a mask while I'm teaching. Uh, some teachers are going around with big visors, plastic yeah, visors yeah. on. It's like Darth Vader's walking around with a, you know, with like, you know, it's very weird uh, time indeed for teaching. It's like teaching meets Star Wars with with a sort of zombie element thrown in there too. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I still teach um, normal classes as well as podcasting. And how long have you been into podcasting? Oh, I mean, as a general podcast enthusiast, um, I, oh, I don't know, since I first got like my first computer and got online and probably around 2004, I think is when I f- discovered it. The Ricky Gervais podcast, I think was the first thing I listened to. Uh, but then I started doing mine in 2009. So that's kind of when I got the bug and started doing it myself. So it's been over, what, over 11 years now? Oh yeah. my God. Wow. Yeah. So look, because you've been into this uh, language learning podcasting for ages, so we're going to be talking about how to get the most out of a language learning podcast. So basically, like as a language learner, what can you do to boost your English while listening to podcasts? Yeah. And how to use yeah. podcasts. Is it true that we can improve our English just with podcasts yes it is possible to it's impossible it's it's possible to improve your english with podcasts i don't know if it's if podcasts can be the only thing i think that i don't know it depends because language learning to an extent is a bit of a mystery and you do get certain cases where people seem to just learn the language through one very specific exposure to it But I, I wouldn't say it's the only thing you need to do. And I've never said that that's the only thing you need to do. But I think it can be hugely helpful and beneficial to your English. And the difference between, for example, a learner of English that I might meet in one of my classes who listens to podcasts to improve their English and a learner of English who doesn't. I mean, there's usually a huge difference between the two. Oh, that's uh, true. I've, I, yeah, I've noticed that in the many years I've been teaching and I've been teaching for about 20 years now 
that you know you meet some students who just seem to fit the right profile of the kind of person who's going to take the right approach has the right attitude has the the right level of um, um, initiative to succeed in language learning and I don't know if it's a coincidence but they tend to be the ones who do things like listen to podcasts for learners of English listen to podcasts not for learners of English they're reading books in English they're watching TV series in English with and without English subtitles those are the sorts of people who seem to do well whereas the people who've just kind of drifted into the language school because their parents expected them to do it and who think that basically just by being there in the room they will somehow learn English by osmosis. Yeah, Just, it's like kind of this magic, you know, yeah. happening in the background. <laughs> It's a language. It's not a virus. You don't catch it like just by being in the same room. Um, you do have to apply yourself to it. But anyway, so I suppose uh, using podcasts as part of your learning English process is, ex is an extremely good idea. And I've got probably two ways to talk about it. So the first way is just the fact that um, podcasts are, by, the, by their nature... Uh, very engaging and quite uh, what's the word for it uh, fun they're fun it, they're fun uh, very personal and quite intimate as well because you listen to them usually on headphones you don't tend to gather around with other people and listen to a podcast you normally listen to them when you're on your own uh, doing things and so as a result it's just a voice in your head which can become a very personal intimate kind of thing um, which is great obviously for for learning English because the more personal the more meaningful um, emotional even it can be the more engaging it is and as a result the language is more likely to stick in those cases so that's one argument that just podcasts are just very motivating the second thing is that if you're listening to podcasts like yours for example or mine or one of the other podcasts out there for learners of english there's loads of metacognitive strategies that you can learn like metacognitive strategies yeah, whoa. Whoa. That's a posh word. Do I get bonus points for saying yes, metacognitive strategies? Yes, you have strategies? an Oscar for using you know metacognitive about? strategies. Sounds good, doesn't it? Listen, listeners, slip that one into your next conversation. Metacognitive strategies. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say uh -uh. metacognitive strategies? Tell us. No? Tell the so world. It's, it's, slight, it's quite a posh term for... Uh, 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 ways of approaching language learning. So not just language learning, but the ways in which you look at language learning from outside. So you kind of um, look at the way that you do it and approach different strategies for doing it. So it's it's not just language learning. It's like looking at how you language, language learn. And these podcasts, you know, are full of advice. You've got lots of people publishing episodes with all the advice they can possibly give. There are no secrets Even though you see YouTube videos with the 10 secrets for learning English, like there aren't any secrets. People are podcasting all of their knowledge. They're, they're publishing all their knowledge in textbooks. All the knowledge is being devoted to uh, training courses and uh, the industry itself. So, you know, um, there's so much stuff that you can learn about learning as yeah. well from these things. Learning about learning. Yeah. But then we get into this, this area of sort of directly learning the language through podcasts not just the fact they motivate you or provide you with a good resource but the fact that uh, the, the way that you actually pick up language from them so it kind of gets down to active and passive uh, 
language. Yeah, so it? active and passive learning or active and passive listening. Or like right. can, can I be like a passive listener, an active listener, both, you know? Or like on Monday I'm a passive listener, on Tuesday I'm an active <laughs> listener, you know, I combine these two. <laughs> I'm a passive active uh, learner, listener. We throw these words around like passive listener and active listener and stuff and you know, we, honestly when these things are said i think most of us think passive listener basically means lazy bastard who just lies down on the sofa listening and doesn't do anything else they're just like no 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 like you know whatever yeah um, and passive listeners they listen to podcasts while driving or while washing the dishes i don't know right, washing their hands right. their face but however like passive listening is better than no listening right oh yes absolutely Absolutely right. So it's a bit like, hmm, let's think of a drink-based analogy. All right. Now, this is a terrible analogy already. No, it won't work. I was going to say that passive listening is like water. It's like the basic sort of daily uh, thing that you need just to keep you hydrated. And then on top of that, you know, you've got like a, you know, delicious uh, uh, food, which is actually very tasty that you... Um, no, the, 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 it doesn't work at all, this uh, ana- analogy. No, it's kind of like a podcasts are like your daily routine, right? Yeah, yes. It's very easy to fit them into your daily uh, study routine. Yeah, like they should be your daily routine. You get up and you start listening to a podcast. You know, you do your chores, you listen to a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You go and record a podcast. And that, that is my daily routine. I get up. After all the you know business of getting my daughter to school and all that stuff is done, I do li- I listen to podcasts on the way back, walking home from my my daughter's school, and then I go in, go upstairs, stop listening to a podcast, start preparing a podcast, then I have lunch, then I record a podcast, then I go and do some housework and listen to it. So it's basically oh, wow. yes, just living and breathing podcasts. Anyway, so the point about active and passive listening, what do we actually mean? But what about like um, active listeners? Uh, if I'm an yeah. active listener, what do I do? So passive, right. yeah, like I listen to a podcast while driving, right? It's my daily routine. But uh, if I'm an active listener, what do I do? Okay, so I any basically as an active listener to to qualify as an active listener, you just, in my opinion, need to just do anything above and beyond just listening and following it. So that could even include, as a bare minimum, just making a conscious note of certain bits of language as you hear it right just just a little just noticing which is actually a small step that can make a huge difference oh i quite like that phrase did you Mm -hmm. like that sounds like a good advertising um uh, slogan a small step can make a huge difference (laughs) (laughs) anyway so just just noticing trying to be engaged not only with what's being said but the, how it's being said at a bare minimum but so then when like we start m- make yeah. your brain work yes. while listening yes mm. yeah that's right try if possible to make your brain work i know it's difficult so as well as all of the advantages the you know the language acquisition and um the familiarity that you get from just uh, regularly listening a lot that it, it you know all that stuff, you know, language acquisition theory and Stephen Krashen and, you know, all that sort of thing. Using an active approach is basically where you make choices to do, yeah, more than just listen. So I've got some ideas here. I've got some things that you can do to directly work on your speaking using a podcast as a resource. So the podcast is not just something you listen to, but it's a tool that you start to use in different ways to work on your speaking in this case. 
Okay. So the first thing is obviously some of these things are quite common sense, but still, first one is listen and repeat. Now I've also noted down the the phrase shadowing here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what what do we understand by shadowing? What is it? And do you think it's do you think it works? What do you reckon? About I reckon shadowing? a shadowing, which is basically uh, you repeat everything the speaker says simultaneously, like you say it at the same time. It's by far the most ex- like effective way of boosting your English. Because you know really? what, I, what, I, what I do? I switch on your podcast, I listen to your podcast, and I shadow your podcast. I've shadowed many of your episodes. So have you really? Yes. But how do you know, how do yes. you know what I'm going to say next? I mean, after you've I listened to no it. I have no idea. Another... I have no idea. You're like, uh, I listen to you and I repeat everything you say, the way you say it. And especially, you know, uh, if I run a webinar in English or a presentation in English, so I need this warm up, you know. So like mm. 10 minutes before, I go to Luke's English podcast app and then I switch it on and I start shadowing. Yep. This is oh, my wow. warm up routine. That is actually an excellent idea as well, warming up before mm-hmm. you have to do your your whatever English language communication act. If you warm up in advance, it's a very good idea. So I was wondering about shadowing, but it's, it's interesting that you give it such good feedback. And obviously, you, you're an extremely successful language learner yourself. Oh, thank so. you. You know, well, yes. Oh. But, um, uh, oh, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Mr. Thompson, you, with, with these compliments. Sir, you're, Sir you're, Thompson. you're spoiling us. <laughs> Shadowing has like incredible results. And uh, it's tiring because you do make the efforts and you repeat everything after the speaker. And like uh, five minutes later, you're basically you're tired. Yeah, well, good. That's actually a very good sign. The more tired you are, it means basically the more brain work you've, you've had to do. But yes, repeating uh, after someone is extremely good work because it's, yes, it's basically forcing you to do many things at the same time. So obviously the motor skills of getting your mouth and throat, tongue, lips and everything to, to make the right noises, but also processing language. You're processing language at an extremely high rate where you're, you're like, you know, basically understanding, computing, and then reproducing what you're hearing, uh, which, yeah, is like sort of fast-tracking language into your head. Um, I was wondering about shadowing versus just listen and repeat. So shadowing is exactly as you said, uh, as the person's talking, you're trying to repeat what they say as they go along. Whereas listen and repeat is where you, like, you pause the podcast after a certain utterance, and you try to repeat what you've heard and maybe even skip back and sort of go again and again. I was wondering if that would be more more useful because it's a way of sort of stopping the flow and then repeating. But I mean, you know, so I guess it's whatever, whatever works for you. Uh, shadowing has been effective for you. I've heard some people say that they think it's less effective and that stopping and then repeating is, is more effective. But anyway, essentially, it's about playing with repeating what you're hearing yes. in one way or another. I think that if um, you are at the very beginning of your English journey and you're at a lower level, like listen, stop, repeat after the speaker. But when you ch- just like, like upper intermediate or you have the confidence, you can just like um, play it and repeat after the speaker, which is also great for your pronunciation, for this, you know, intonation patterns, pauses when you make a pause you know like maintaining the flow right 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 what else do i have i've got uh, transcribing so that's making transcripts of the whole um, episode no not the whole episode no way it's too long especially if it's my episodes <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh no you can just transcribe bits so it could be 
I mean, it doesn't even have to be a, a podcast. It could be anything, really. But you just pick a bit that maybe you like or you find interesting and you try and write it down word for word. Probably about two minutes worth is, is enough. Just write it down word for word. Now, what you really need to make this uh, work is you need to get the answers. So you need to be doing maybe something that's already got a transcription. So it could be the first five minutes of one of my episodes, or it could be episodes of a TV show where you have the, the subtitles um, or any audio with a transcript. You try to transcribe it and then you check to see yeah. uh, what you've heard. And then also you can turn it up a bit more by doing a bit of uh, speaking while you're doing your transcribing too. So you, um, you're kind of combining a bit of uh, writing, listening, vocab, grammar with some pronunciation and speaking in there too. Um, I've got just this kind of formula listen, repeat, record, compare okay, listen, repeat, record, compare so that's where you just listen to a little section of audio you repeat it then you record yourself saying it and then you compare your recording with the original and you kind of reflect on uh, how you produce the English compared to, for example, how I do Wow, so listen, repeat, record, compare hmm. What do you think about that as a language, as an English learner yourself this is super active yeah i think yeah. it does work yeah like uh, transcribing the episodes um like recording but recording what recording yourself um saying what i've said on a podcast ah, right. okay. so if it's maybe a paragraph mm -hmm. and you've done some listen and repeat with that paragraph you then record yourself saying the paragraph or maybe the f the opening minute of one of my episodes, trying to copy my intonation and all that stuff. And then you compare that recording that you've made of your voice with the original one, and you try to notice any things. I mean, that can be a bit tough because we don't like to hear our own voices usually. Um, so that can be a bit tough, but um, I think it's worth doing it. I wonder why, uh, Maria, it is that although these sort of techniques exist and they're known and people share them and stuff why doesn't absolutely everybody do this because people are lazy it's okay that we are lazy and just we just enjoy um, like driving our car listening to a podcast do nothing and just <laughs> hoping for this magic to happen like you know i get up ba -bam, and i'm an advanced learner of english you know yeah because like this is um, super, this is how you go from a passive uh, listener to an active listener, you know, listen, repeat, record, compare. But this is yeah. your work, like you are putting the effort. Yeah. And unfortunately, not all people are, you know, hardworking and um, yeah, have the time, for example. Yeah. Some of the very successful language learners I know tend to be very sort of uh, obsessive compulsive about it they're obsessed with it they just can't stop working on it. they're getting up at the crack of dawn in order to start working on their language learning routines and they just think about language learning constantly and they're very competitive but not all of us are like that some of us are just more like oh i think i'll just stick on a podcast while i'm making some toast yeah it's like that's my ambition for the next five minutes eat bread and, and listen to not podcast. be bored <laughs> yeah no, but again like why not you know like this is their way this is somebody else's way yeah like yeah. why not but we know that the things we're talking about do work if you put yourself into them i've got other th things as well so a podcast could just kind of inspire you to talk to produce english yourself i've talked in the past about the importance of writing english regularly maybe even every day and in the form of a diary just so that you're putting English down, you're expressing yourself in English on paper. Uh, 
finding a voice. But similarly, you could try to do the same thing with speaking. It's just socially a bit more weird to essentially do is to speak out loud to yourself writing a diary fine so society says that's fine but speaking aloud on your own is considered to be a bit weird so there's a social block for why people might not do that but talking to yourself can actually be quite useful absolutely um, um, yeah i totally agree with you yeah like yeah. Uh, you should speak uh, to yourself out loud and uh, also it could be useful to read the transcripts out loud what do you ah, reckon yes Reading out loud, yeah, yeah, definitely. The transcripts, um, right? Transcripts, because when you're reading a transcript, you have to be like, "Hello, you're listening to Luke's English podcast today." Blah de blah de blah, blah de blah de blah. And otherwise, you'd be like, "Hello, today you're listening to." Luke. You have to make it sound like like yeah. me. Um, what else did I write down here? Um, so talking to yourself, you could do your own podcast. Yep. You can imagine you've got your own podcast in English and you just do it. You don't even have to record it. You just pretend in the in the shower or something like that. Um, then I've got, you know, just the usual things about vocab, like noting down vocab and example sentences, testing yourself, repeating the examples, doing it regularly. Or alternatively, you could just sign up to Luke's English Podcast Premium, where I do most of that for you, of course. Yeah. Little plug there for my uh, premium service yeah um, i'm your premium yeah, subscriber are you, pre- are you a premium lapster yeah, absolutely i'm a premium lapster Woo. that's brilliant yay nice one i've just recorded uh, a premium episode today it'll be published later oh, so yeah, well uh, done. what else what about uh, like record- vocabulary uh, do you think it's a good idea to choose uh, my favorite words from the podcast that the words that i want to remember that i can learn and use in my everyday life Or should I like oh, learn yes. all the words? No, you can't learn them all. There's too many. Uh, you don't don't try to eat an elephant. You know how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one spoon at a time. So you can't eat the entire thing in one go. Don't try to be a completist. It's difficult because some of us just are sort of feel like we're designed that way to just cover absolutely every single angle. It's like when I play a computer game right when i play a computer game i go into the level and i just explore every single corner of that level to make sure i haven't missed any secret little things similarly when people learning a language they come across a text or something and they feel like they've got to understand every single word one by one they've got to cover 360 degrees of it cover it all before they move on just in case they've missed something but no you don't have to do it like that you should do it in a more natural organic way like you said pick out your favorite words or at least words that you feel like somehow are important to you know what's being said or whatever and just like or words that you notice coming up again and again or words that seem to elicit a certain reaction or just generally uh just try to notice it's hard to notice words that you don't use because you don't hear them uh, so you've got to try to push yourself to tr- actually try to identify what these other sounds are that's going on Um, and investigating them you've got to be like a text detective if you you know discover something new you've got to hunt it down you've got to try and google it like how does they how do they spell that and you've got to try and check various ways of spelling it until you finally find the word and hunt it you've got it bang you move on um so yes i've got other ideas um just recording yourself talking not just repeating but Mm -hmm. making up your own responses to podcast episodes and yeah like you said reading out transcripts out loud Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. or often i have notes for my episodes you could just go through the notes and just 
use my notes as the basis for your own version of the episode I did, you know, and then you could compare that to the original recording. There's lots of stuff that you can do, but at the bare minimum, uh, it's just really trying to notice language as you're listening, trying to really engage with what you're listening to, and thirdly, repeating what you're hearing as well and trying to push yourself there. At the minimum, that's probably what you should be doing, and that that's probably a very good idea. Yes, perfect. Yeah, like a perfect recipe. Yay! And I if, hope so. If it becomes your habit, if you kind of if you get used to it, you kind of do it like on a daily basis, and yeah, you'll just uh, see how advanced you are becoming. Yeah. So what's what's your story then? What um, like let's say ten years ago, what was your English like? Oh, 10 years. Oh, where was I 10 years ago? <laughs> um, no, my English lost, was Lost okay, in the wilderness until you discovered my uh, no. podcast. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, I've been teaching English for, gosh, for I don't even remember how long. Um, but still, I, I feel that um, I need like to improve certain things. You know, I need to work on my English. I need to listen something like every day and then i found your podcast and i really enjoyed like the topics i enjoyed the format i enjoy how you say certain things with your not posh but uh, british accent mm -hmm. <laughs> yes do you enjoy my uh, um, russian uh, accent yeah but your accent's not especially strong no no, no, no not, some not of our really. listeners not. actually, uh, one listener made a comment, oh, it's a like, horrible Russian accent. And then I wrote to Rory, you know, Rory, stop using horrible Russian accent. Rory is from Scotland. So. <laughs> I think those sorts of attitudes are pretty, well, I don't agree with that kind of thing. I'm, I mean, some people are very sensitive and intolerant to mm -hmm. different accents and people seem to be very easily triggered by accents. I'm not in that category. For me, I like accents. I, I, I like the variety of accents. And I like the fact, I would promote the fact that in English, accent variety is definitely a strength. And it's also an advantage for learners of English because it, you realise that ultimately what you don't need to learn to speak exactly like me, for example, that there's no hierarchy here. You just have to try and get into the club Okay, so it's not like you've got to get up to the top table. You just get into the club and everyone's in and having a party. And the club is basically all these different versions of English. Um, so there's like even in England, you've got people who speak like me, people who speak with different regional accents, regional accents from other countries. And if we all understand each other, then that's great. It's just variety and interesting different sounds but we all understand each other and it within what's considered to be the native english speaker world in that world of speakers of english as a first language there's a massive variety of accents even just you know in in some very small areas of the uk there's a huge variety of accents so variety in, in accents is not a problem and it's part of who you are and as long as it doesn't stop people understanding you that's the main thing. So if you sound a bit Russian, or if you sound a bit French, or if you sound a bit Japanese, or whatever, that's all right. You should I be sound proud bit, of it. I sound a bit English. A bit, yes. Yeah, I mean, compared to an American or Canadian or Irish person or Australian or something, I, I sound English to them, and that's because I am. So if you're Russian and you sound Russian, that's all right. Yeah, it would I'm be weird if you were Russian and you sounded English, unless, of course, you wanted to be a spy. In which case, um, you know, well, we need to, you'd need to take my special English for Spies course 
to prepare you for that. Yeah, we need <laughs> to create a special of, podcast. I'm joking, of course, everybody. And is there an accent that you personally you don't understand? Uh, an accent that I don't understand? No, not really. I've been asked that question before, but it, it's not an accent that I don't understand, but an individual. So it's very rare that I hear speak to people in English and don't understand them. But there was a fisherman off the south coast of Ireland that I met once. He took 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 my brother and my dad on a and me on a trip on a little boat to an island, and we couldn't understand a thing he said. He was speaking English, but we couldn't understand any of it. So you see, but dear listener, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, you see, dear listener, even native English speakers can't understand each other sometimes. Sometimes it's not very often, but I mean, uh, it depends. I mean, I, I think that I just happen to, you know, really be paying attention to all the different versions of English, and I love to try and copy them and stuff, uh, but. Um, Whereas many other people are less familiar. And so, for example, American TV audiences are often not prepared to hear accents from Ireland or the UK. You know Colin Farrell, the actor? Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he's Irish, actually. And uh, he was interviewed on American TV once and they had to subtitle him because they couldn't understand what he was saying, even though he was speaking English. So, you know, for the Americans... Uh, they they can't understand uh, some accents yeah. just because they don't get um, exposed to them very much. But no, I don't find there are any accents that I can't understand, uh, except very sort of extremely rural uh, places like some Scottish farmer in the Highlands or something like that, maybe. But otherwise, no, I'm I, I'm okay. What about you? Do you find certain accents tricky? Mm. What about Rory? Do you understand? Um, you actually understand I understand Rory? Rory. Yes, but I've been to Ireland and I understand what you mean. And we, uh, it was Dublin, and we went on this ghost tour, and the guide would tell us these interesting stories about ghosts. I had no idea what he was saying. <laughs> he was Irish, yeah. I, seriously, I wanted to understand, yeah. and then like, no, I lost it. If if you're not uh, familiar with the different accents, yeah, you you will be definitely shocked and caught out. Like, uh, yeah, I can imagine Irish or Northern Irish uh, can be very difficult. Yeah, Welsh. Yeah, that's why you, you, you Welsh. Yeah, you've got to try and hear all the different accents as much as possible. Yes. Thank yes. you so much. I think um, uh, we should kind of wrap up. Thanks very much for inviting me. It's been interesting to discuss this. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so we've discussed uh, useful, like effective tips, um, like a listen, repeat um, and shadowing, right? So we've discussed the trend. Uh, what did we discuss? Uh, transcripts. <laughs> yeah. We've discussed uh, transcripts and your super formula, listen, repeat, record, compare, and some other uh, useful tips. So, dear listener, you can just uh, listen to us again, uh, talking uh, through uh, different uh, life hacks and strategies, and then choose one, two, three, or four, which is like good for you. Yeah, I would say so. Noticing, uh, repeating, transcribing. Yeah, give it a try. Just try some of these things. See if, see if they work for you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Hello, listeners. It's very nice to talk to you. And uh, Maria and uh, guys, you know, you're doing a great job. Good Thank luck with you. the podcast. Good luck with your English, everyone. I hope you absolutely smash the IELTS test. You'll go in. Next time you do it, you'll go in and you'll come out of the test and uh, other people will be going in and you'll just say to them, no need to go in. I destroyed it. The, the IELTS doesn't exist anymore. I actually smashed it. <laughs> Woohoo!